Welcome. This is Karen Modakaitis, and you're listening to How She Really Does It, the place where inspiration and possibility meet. Hello, my friend. How are you doing today? <laughs> I'm in a good place. I've been thinking about last month I had a group of retreaters come into town, and I just love in-person events. I love the work that I do because it can be virtual, and we are able to connect all over the world with my clients. But I also love when they come into town. I get to share my amazing town. I have so much pride about Davis, California. And we get to be together in that physical space. And I just love it. So the one thing I think about anytime we come together as a group is that what their key learnings are going to be. And then how do they go back and integrate it into their life? Because one of the things we have is a lot of information. There's a lot of books. There's a lot of information. There's a lot of ways to do things. But if we don't actually apply it, you don't make the changes that you want. It's not just about the knowing, it's about the doing. And it's not even about the trying. It's about the doing and being willing to make mistakes along the way, which is going to be a nice segue into today's show about sitting in the sidelines. So I love this idea of people coming together and I'm going to be doing more in-person retreats in 2020. And it's fun and to be able to connect. And there's something so important and valuable about a human connection with people who you've walked the path with for quite a bit of time. That weekend was filled with lots of connection and deep inner wisdom. And I loved how they were able to go home and then take that wisdom and those learnings and integrate it back at home as well. Because have you ever gone to like a workshop and then like, this is amazing, this is great. And then you go home and it's like, ooh, but we work on reentry as well. All right. So today I'm talking about sitting on the sidelines of your life. And man, if there's something that gets my juices going, it's about this. This is an obstacle that I believe we all can overcome. And this is probably one of my sweet spots because, well, this is the show of inspiration and possibility, right? This is the place where inspiration and possibility meet. And it's not just about being in the sidelines. I did a consult recently with somebody and they said, I'm tired of sitting in the sidelines. I want to have a front row seat. And what I challenge you is forget the front row seat. How about being on the stage of your life, being totally there, being present, doing what it is that your heart desires, being who you've always meant to be. And, you know, instead of sitting on the sidelines where we're kind of watching and we're hoping, and then we use it to beat ourselves up because that's what happens, right? We look at other people, oh, wow, they got that promotion or, oh, wow, they were able to achieve this athletically or, oh, wow, they were able to get married, whatever your goal that you want to have but you're not putting yourself out there to be able to attain it because you want it to come to you, right? That's my message of the white knight coming to rescue me. It's like, I just want the white knight because I don't want to be vulnerable and put myself out there and fall down. And especially for me to lose face, right? Because that's my old cultural programming, my old family of origin programming, don't lose face, right? But the thing is, is that most people weren't watching all the times I have fallen down and when I've gotten back up. So this idea of sitting on the sidelines of your life, it's a way that we hide in our lives. It's a way that we don't 
face our own vulnerabilities. And sometimes we sit on the sidelines and it sounds like a justifiable reason. It's so interesting. I was coaching a client this morning and she said, you know, I've always had this, like she never thought of herself as a perfectionist. And she was listening to one of my old shows. And then she said, I used to have this belief that things have to be a certain way before I can start. That is like one of the best beliefs to keep us on the sidelines, right? It's like, oh, I can't do that quite yet because I'm not organized over here. Or we have all these different reasons of why we can't do something. Maybe you think, oh, I need to get more education. I need to get this training before I can go do this. Or I need to understand this better before I can put myself out there, or I need to lose weight before I can show up. We have all these reasons and these justifications and they sound kind of like really true. Like, yes, these are valid concerns, but it keeps us on the sidelines. And then some of my clients, they're so fantastic. They will say to me, but Corinne, I just really like to hang out in that hallway. And we have this image from Brene Brown's Daring Way, the the arena. And then there's this beautiful, I call it a beautiful image of this hallway that leads out to the arena door. So just think about those Greek arenas and the buildings that they are, right? And they're just filled with bricks and they're musty and they're stinky and smelly and there's rats in there and there's cobwebs and spiders. And my clients say that they want to stay there because they're so afraid to go out into the arena. And why are we so afraid to get off the sidelines? Because what if we fail? What if we really can't have what we want? What if we don't obtain it? What if we become disappointed in ourselves? Now, here's the important thing, my friend. When you sit on the sidelines of your life, aren't you already disappointed? Aren't you already feeling disappointed just in life in general? Like, oh, this is it. So you're already feeling this feeling and what you're afraid of feeling is the feeling you're already feeling. So then why not go out there and show up in your life and be willing to fall down, be willing to get back up, be willing to give it your all because who do you become in the process of showing up in your life? And it's so important because sometimes people think we get into this transactional relationship that I've been talking about here for years. We people will think of like, oh, well, I, I don't really need to fully show up for this because this is just some temporary job and it's not really what I want to do. How do you know that while you're doing that temporary job, you may not be meeting somebody that is actually part of the pathway to getting that dream job of yours? I can't tell you how often this happens. So when we don't fully show up, when we sit on the sidelines and we kind of half-ass things we may be missing opportunities that are right in front of us that we didn't know. And there's a cost to us and it doesn't feel good to sit on the sidelines. It really, really doesn't. Think about it. We wind up going to things like numbing and, you know, hating on ourselves and giving up on ourselves. And here's the thing. Is that the relationship you want to have with yourself where you give up on yourself? Is that how you want to show up for this one precious life? And I understand, yes, it's so vulnerable. There's so often it's like, oh, I just don't want to do this. It's so vulnerable. But I think about that result that I want in that process that I'm going to go through and who I become in that process. And it's so worth it. You know, if you're dating somebody and I have a lot of clients who 
have been divorced and, you know, are in this dating process and looking for a partner. And, and I had a client ask me recently of like, well, you know, should I like not go all in on this? Cause I don't know where it's going to go and maybe reduce my impact like how she shows up. And I'm like, how about you just fully show up? You show up as yourself. You practice it because now you're building that muscle. And when I say fully show up, it's about willing to ask for what she wants, willing to have courageous conversations, willing to be vulnerable. Because even if this relationship lasts in six months or a year, or it doesn't, who she becomes in that process, she's somebody who learns how to become comfortable with the uncomfortable. And how often are you in your life trying to make sure that you are more comfortable than uncomfortable. And the growth, my friend, happens in the uncomfortable. That's why we've got to get off the sidelines. So ultimately what happens is when we get off the sidelines and we show up in our lives in the arena, again, the arenas can be in the work arena. It could be in personal relationships. It can be with our children. It can be with our spouses. It can be with people we're dating. It can be with the friendships that we're building. It can be in work that you want to do that's meaningful work and maybe you never get paid. That's still work, my friend. But who is it you become in that process? And then what is the relationship you have with yourself when you do that? What you may want to think about is what is the relationship you want with yourself? Do you want to be somebody who is willing to be brave? (laughs) And I say that it's not that I like, oh, yippee skippy. I can't wait to be brave. It's like, oh yeah, this brave thing. But when I get on the other side of it, it will feel pretty good, right? I'll tap into being brave today and not go forward. But what's the relationship I want to have with myself? And so for me, often it's, I want to be a person who's in line with my integrity. I want to be a person who honors commitments to herself. I want to live authentically, right? I want to be able to trust myself. I want to know that I will follow through on what I say. Maybe the results don't exactly happen the way I think, but the things that I can control that I show up and I do it and I'm willing to do hard things. So the relationship I have with myself is I'm cultivating an empowered, confident, you know, strong and fierce relationship where I have my own back. That's the relationship I want to have with myself. Now, what about you? You know, who do you want to be? Do you want to be a person who goes after what she wants? Or do you want to be a person who gives up on herself and her dreams? I remember one of the, I think it was Anna Karenina, the book, and it was by Leo Tolstoy that I read a long time ago. And I remember he was talking about dying with the music still inside of you that you never let out. And that's what sitting on the sidelines is. You're letting your life pass by and it's inside of you and you never let it out because you're afraid of failure. You're afraid of being vulnerable. You're afraid of being laughed at, right? We're going to fail. It's okay. That's part of falling down, which I talk about all the time. And we get back up. We can get back up and we can look at that failure, those falling down moments of opportunities of what can I learn from this? So the next time I can do it better. So the next time, maybe I won't be going through this difficulty. What are the things that I can learn so that I can build it better for my life? Versus when you're being a person who gives up on herself and her dreams, and then you chisel away in the relationship you have. Oftentimes it can be disgust, self-hatred, resentment, regret, because you're so willing to sit on the sidelines instead of saying, hey, this is something that I'm really interested in. I want to go do it. These are people I want to go spend time with and I'm going to reach out to them. 
So I invite you to stop sitting on the sidelines and I want you to test this out for yourself. It can be a simple dinner party. Some years ago, I was thinking about how there were some people that I know in my town that I just adore and I wanted to bring them together and no, I didn't want to bring them together. I wanted them to all invite me (laughs) over to spend time together. Well, one of the things is only a couple of them knew each other. And so there's like four or five women. And so I decided to have an amazing dinner, amazing woman dinner. And which is like a total shit show for me because I don't, cooking is not in like my arena, but I did it. And it was such a great night and to bring these people together and have the conversations and to be a part of this. It was so beautiful. And it was so interesting because I just saw on Facebook the other day, two of the women, you know, I guess afterwards have connected on Facebook and they are making some comments to each other. One was celebrating a wedding anniversary and one was celebrating a birthday. So it was a simple birthday party. And oh my gosh, like I had thought about that for, I was sitting on the sidelines for probably a year and I had all these reasons. I'm, I'm too busy. I don't know how to cook. I'm not a good entertainer, all that stuff. And then I got really clear. What is it I want? I wanted to connect with these amazing women. And then I thought about like, okay, who specifically, what's my capacity? What do I do for dinner? I, th- I mean, I was ready to cater it out. And then I got really simple and I was able to make something and I called up my friend and I said, okay, can you help support me? Just walk me through it. Like, so she helped me like figure out the timing of the food and what to do once I cook the food. This may be simple for you. It's a shit show for me. Okay. But I did all of that. And that simple party was so worth it. It was so beautiful. And I'm so even glad that I cooked. It was just, it was a lovely evening with these amazing women and they felt great because they were being honored as amazing women. And it was just a fun, simple thing at my house. Right. So that's one example. Now, maybe you don't want to do that. Maybe getting off the sidelines for you is, oh, there's somebody that you know, and you're like, I just want to have coffee with them right? I want to have coffee with them. And here's what I know, you guys. I'm like in this like sphere of constantly people are talking to me about how they want connection. And these aren't just like my clients. These are like the Aqua Monster families. I mean, constantly people want connection. And I find it so fascinating because here we have, you know, this phone that we carry that supposedly it connects us, right? With And we barely talk on the phone anymore. It's texting or it's social media and people are hungry, for connection. They really, really are. So an invitation to coffee, maybe just what somebody's wanting. They want to spend time. Maybe it's an invitation to go walking, but people want connection. I know that I hear about it all the time. And remember we are hardwired for connection. An example I just thought of is sitting on the sidelines of our life is when we are doing social media. How often are we watching other people's lives? And then having regrets, comparing our life with their life and saying, oh, my life's not that spectacular. Oh, I wish I was doing that. And an hour has gone by on the screens of social media. I know I never feel good when I'm on my phone doing that. But I do know like when I have an invitation to coffee and I go meet with somebody, I feel usually really good afterwards, right? Or I had that dinner and yeah, there was some work behind it, but it was so fulfilling inside. So stop sitting on the sidelines, take action in an arena that you really heart desires, right? It can be a simple dinner party, invitation to coffee. You're taking steps for what it is you want. Maybe it's something you want to do in work. Maybe you're like, Ooh, I really want to become better at writing. Start writing. You don't need somebody's permission. Start writing. 
And I remember Betsy Rappaport, who was in my show, and we'll have a link in the show notes to the interview. She's an editor and she asked this question. She said, how many people's lives would need to change to make it worthwhile to go through the grueling task of writing? And because people always come up to her like, oh, I want to write, but I'm not sure. Is it good enough? Is it good enough? Right? How many people's lives would need to change to make it worthwhile to go through the grueling task of writing? And I understand that grueling task because it's a grueling task for me. And the answer, my friend, is one. And that one life is yours. Because who do you become in the process of doing that writing? As I have been writing the last few years quite a bit, for all of you in the Sunday Love, make sure you're signed up for it. Then link is in the show notes. But as I've been writing, it's I've gotten more connected with what it is that I believe going inside of me. You know, what do I think? How do I feel? And it's been really fascinating to watch this and who I've become in that process. And it's a grueling task. It's like, <laughs> I have so much shit storms about it. But then afterwards, I'm always so glad to to write it and get it done. And then I get emails. I got an email yesterday from somebody from the about the Sunday love. And it was like, oh my gosh, I think it was like, thank you so much. This was so good. So spot on. It was great information for me to take and apply in my life. Right. So that was, that was awesome. That's like getting dessert. That's like getting ice cream. It's like, oh, it's yummy and delicious. And the beauty is, is who I become. Right. And the ability to communicate my ideas, the ability to understand what I think is totally worth it. So it's always better to be on the other side of it. And this goes back to even swimming. Like I often have parents who get frustrated at some point because what typically the pattern is the kids start swimming and they're like, oh my God, this is great. The kid loves it. So the parent feels like I'm a really good parent. Look at me doing a great job. And then there's resistance at some point and it can be in the fall when it's colder or, you know, as they get a little bit older and the kid's like, I don't want to go. And well, of course they don't. They want to go home after school. They want to play video games. They don't want anyone to tell them what to do. And so I always tell the parents, you never evaluate on the drop-off because what happens is the parents start to go, I'm a bad parent. I'm pushing my kids. This is too much for them, right? And then they let their kids sit on the sidelines of their life. But what then that teaches them is that the kids can give up on themselves. And I always offer to the parents of never evaluate on the drop-off, evaluate on the pickup. So again, when I was talking about writing, I'm like those little kids who are like, I don't want to do this. This is horrible. This sucks. But then afterwards, I'm really proud. I'm like, wow, this is what I wrote. Wow, this is what I think, right? I'm so grateful to have gone through that experience. I'm never grateful in the beginning and we'll work on that. But in the end, I'm always grateful, right? So as you get off the sidelines, there's going to be resistance. That's normal because there's vulnerability of like, what if this doesn't work? Or what if it's not great? Or what if all this nonsense in our brain? And instead, get off the sideline, show up in your life, go and do that. And then afterwards, unpack it and ask yourself, like, what can I learn from this? How do I feel? Am I proud of myself? What's the relationship I have with myself? Am I someone who does what she says she's going to do? So my friend, it's your time to stop sitting on the sidelines. The sidelines seem like a safe place, but it's actually a painful place to be. And really, it's so worth it. It really, really is. And maybe right now you just have to trust me, kind of like my parents do. It's so worth it to go into the arena, 
even when you fall down, because it's not if you will fall down, you're going to make mistakes, you're going to screw up, and then you're going to think everybody's watching you. And my friend, nobody's watching you. But in the end, it's not even about the result that you obtain. It's about who you become in the process. And that is the most important thing. As I close out today's show, I came across a quote that I just love because oftentimes I have people who will say, I want to do big, important work. You know, I need to, I'm, I'm meant to do big things. And then that can keep them on the sidelines. It sounds like great, like, right? Big audacious goals, big hairy goals, whatever it's called. But, and I always say small hinges can move big doors. And I really believe like with the Aqua Monsters, that this is my arena to help change the world and make the world a better place. And some of you may say, seriously, swimming? But I do. It's like, how do I show up? What's the culture that I create? It's very inclusive. I create a safe place mostly for people, you know, to show up a place for people to belong, you know, and then how that we can all evolve and become better. The kids, the parents, the coaches, how we can all become better. And it's not perfect. There are messes, there are shit shows everywhere, but that's my place to make the world a better place. And oftentimes we think of these big things, big platforms. It's like, oh, well, I can only make a difference if I have X. And then, so then we give up on ourselves and sit on the sidelines But this quote from Fred Rogers is what I'm going to close with you today. And it's, if you could only sense how important you are to the lives of those you meet, how important you can be to the people you may never even dream of. There is something of yourself that you leave at every meeting with another person. That my friend is from Fred Rogers. So stop sitting on the sidelines of your life show up because there is something of yourself that is going to make an impact to others. But we first start with you making an impact with you and then the ripple effect of how you show up for others. And until next time, I'm smiling big for you. Hey, If you enjoy listening to this podcast, you'll love my weekly emails. I know you're thinking, Corinne, really? Do I want another email in my overflowing inbox? Yes, you do. Yippee, skippy, you do. These are short. They're sweet. On Fridays, I send out the Friday podcast. It's a great reminder that there's a new show and it comes straight into your inbox of the latest episode. Awesome. You click on it, you go straight because we all need reminders. We have busy full lives. And then on Sundays, I have my Sunday love column. And these are emails I write from the heart. They're filled with love. We need more love. We all do, myself included. These are short emails where you get a quick takeaway so you can incorporate this into your life because people often want to know, what to do and how to do it. And maybe sometimes it's a story that you get, or there's like one time I wrote about the 10 ways to practice gratitude. And that became such a great tool when one of the readers was struggling in the middle of the night, because it can be a scary place in our brains in the middle of the night. And she remembered the email that I sent about 10 ways to practice gratitude. And she was able to practice gratitude and fall back asleep. And that was an awesome lesson for her to incorporate into her life. Go to the show notes and there's a link in the show notes where you can sign up and get these emails in your box. Never been so wide